0: look so good today on Easter Sunday. Tell your neighbor, tell about three people, say you look nice today. Would you do that? Tell about three people this morning. Come on. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Come on. I appreciate you. Oh, man, what a great day that it is to be in God's house. He got up out of the grave, amen, and we celebrate this morning. We celebrate that weekly here, so if you're new here, come back. We, We celebrate it again next week like this, and it's a good time. But I'm glad you're here. If this is your first time at Faith Renew, maybe it's been a while, I just want to say to you, welcome home. So glad you're here. Faith Renew Church, would you let our first-time guests know you love them? Come on, let them know you appreciate them this morning. You at home as well, part of our online family. We really wish you were here, but we're so thankful you're there. Tune in with us as well. So let us know where you're watching from. We would love to hear from you also. But, man, it's just a good day. And, again, just thank you to this amazing group of people called Faith Your New Church. Man, you guys are, are oh, man, I love you so much and thankful for you. So if you are new here looking for a place, this is an awesome place with some great folks, man. They love each other, love Jesus. And uh, again, I invite you to come back and be a part. But I want to do something we do weekly here. We go to God's words. If you brought a Bible today, you are welcome at this time to grab that and go to Revelation chapter 1. Come on. Amen. Revelation chapter 1. Some of you are like, is this Easter going to the book of Revelation? That's right. Revelation chapter 1. Last book of the Bible. Um, if you use a U version app, I invite you to... At this time, if you use that app, click more and then events, and you can actually see right there and on your mobile device, this uh, passages and these points and things that I'm going to be sharing with you. So I invite you to turn there. But uh, if you have Revelation 118, would you say amen? amen? Let's read it. These are red letters. These are words of Jesus. Um, the Bible, every bit of it, is God's words, his holy word, and uh and I'm again. I'm thankful. We believe around here, from the cover to cover, table of contents to you the know, maps in the back. If you got one of, if you got one of those kind of Bibles, man, we believe all of it. But I do love. I just, um, I guess the red letters. It just gets me thinking about Jesus speaking these words from His mouth, and while He was, while He was here. And so this is what He says in Revelation chapter one, as He's speaking to a guy named John, and uh, He's telling him some very important things. He tells him to write these down so we can read this today. Amen? And this is what he said. He said in verse 18, he said, I am he who lives. Yeah, amen, Sean. He lives and was dead, and behold, I am alive forevermore. My goodness. And then he amens himself. He says, amen, and I have the keys of Hades and of death love this passage. We're going to talk about it this morning, but I'd love to have you join me in prayer if you if you don't mind. Father, we come to you and pray to you, and we thank you for access, Lord, today as we've just even heard, God, we have access to you. So we come to you today and ask that you'll breathe life in this place today, God. We breathe, pray that you'll breathe hope, man. Today, Lord, we're just thankful again for who you are and what you're doing in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I hope you're having an incredible weekend so far on this Easter weekend. I don't know about you. I was very thankful for that big old ball, red-yellow ball that has heat coming off of that. This morning, amen, when I got up. I mean, what a nice, beautiful thing to see rise up. But again, I'm just thankful. Had a lot of rain, but again, today is is sun shining, man, and it's a good time. But before I jump in this word, I want to say something. Just last week, if you were able to be with us, we had our, our church-wise spring festival last week, and it was absolutely incredible. And I just want to say thank you to every person who helped make that happen. Come on, go ahead and give somebody around you some love right now. Amen. We are so thankful for, again, this church, what you do, and how you love on one another, this community. And so, again, thank you for making that happen. Also, again, thank you for all those who made Friday night happen. If you were not here, we had Friday night the live watch party of uh, our faith creative worship team here. Their live release, their worship album called Sure as the Sunrise. Amen. And I'm telling you, it was incredible. It was a great night. And then that released on YouTube uh, the very next morning yesterday, and I pulled it up this morning, and there's already over 500 views in just one day, amen, and uh, again, so cool, so thank you for sharing that, get the word out, there's an anointing on that video, and there's a message that is there that this world desperately needs, so thank you for helping make that happen, again, you guys are just incredible, I love you, but I want to jump in this word today, I'm going to pause today from a series we're in right now called When You Pray, it's about prayer, and last week we looked at a prayer that Jesus prayed while he was in the garden of Gethsemane. And it was prior to what we're talking about today. It was was prior to a resurrection. Some things had to take place. And we learned last week in our study, again, that uh, Jesus had been um, come to a place of where he knew it was now time for him to lay down his life for his people. And so that's what he does. We've been singing about that. What took place upon the cross? So he comes into town. He he for the last time receives the Passover on this earth in that way with his disciples. We received communion together last week, signifying again what Jesus had done for us, and we we took the juice, remembering again that blood that was shed. We received the bread, just even thinking about the body that was broken, and um. From that moment, it goes on. He, he was betrayed. He was denied. Um, he, he carries a cross uh, to a place called Golgotha, and he lays his life down for me and you. Uh, he does this, and he, he he takes upon himself the sin of the world. And uh, for three days, um, again, without life, and on the third day, something happened. Uh, aren't you thankful the story didn't end on Friday? Hey, Amen. But on the third day, the scripture says, man, that he got up out of the grave. He arose from the grave. And, man, and we celebrate that this morning. And I'm just thankful. A lot can happen in three days. And a lot can happen this morning for you. Amen. Because of what Christ did. So I love the Resurrection Sunday service. I love Easter Sunday. I just love this time together. It's so special. And today I've kind of been looking at an interesting passage. We're looking at Revelation, the last book of the Bible. Now, we'll look at one of the gospel accounts in a few moments of where Jesus, when he arises from the grave. We'll talk about that in a moment. And again, I love the gospel accounts. But I, I like Revelation. I like this passage right here. This is the last book of the Bible. Uh, I, I think it's kind kind of neat because it kind of shows like how this thing is going to end. How many knows we win? Amen. Amen. We win. Like if you're wondering like how's this thing going to work out? If you're on the right team, we win. Amen. And so again, this is just a powerful, cool passage. And I love seeing this written then because Revelation is an account of what's happened. It's an account of what's going on and it's an account of what's to come. And I love this about Jesus. I love what he says here. He's making a very important statement because, listen, anybody can start something. These people start stuff all the time but never finish them. Amen. Like if you're one of those who has started some projects around the house and maybe you haven't finished them yet. Amen. Matter of fact, if you're sitting beside that person and they're your spouse, don't elbow them and say, listen to your pastor. This one, Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Let's let's real quick. Show ahead. Let's be honest. Who has started something, a a project, something right now, and you're still maybe in the middle? You haven't finished it yet. Come on, amen. I'm going to celebrate you this morning because you started. Amen. I'm going to celebrate you because you started. And I'm going to pray, man, you, you endure to the end and you finish that thing. Amen. In Jesus' name. But I love this. We see the ending here. And in the end, Jesus is making a powerful, powerful statement because, again, some of us, again, start, don't finish. Some of us have bad starts, some of you have had some rocky middles. But I love this. He's showing us a beautiful picture of what can happen in the end. And this is what he says. I want to look at, it's a lot he says, a lot of red letters, but I want to look at four words for just a few moments. I want to get you home. Uh, You may have, we actually have this right now happening. There's a a macaroni in the crock pot, macaroni and cheese in my office right now, cooking, amen. We're going to partake together. Come on, I feel the glory, amen, all over this place. Amen. Let's pray in Jesus' name. I'm going to release y'all. We're going to go eat. No, but... But you may have something on any of us. I'm going to try to keep you alone. But I I do want to come come back. Come back. I'm losing some of you. I know. I know. Come back to me. But I want to look at four words. Now, again, there's a lot he says. And, again, every word of of the Lord is powerful. But I do want to look at four words. And I'm just going to break it down in three little simple ways today. And, And I want to, first of all, look at the first two words that Jesus says here. And he says this. He says, I am. Come on, amen. He said, I am. Jesus knew who he was and why he was here. I'm telling you, if if anybody ever knew their purpose, had their identity clear, it was Jesus. Amen. He knew why he was here. He knew what he was here to do. He knew who he was. a matter of fact, he had to pull his disciples back several times saying, it's not time for that yet, but he comes now to where, again, he Goes to that cross, for us, resurrects. He's alive now, and then he again says two important words. He says, "I am." Now, it's amazing. I, I have seen this over years and years and years. One of the heavy ways that Satan attacks people is to get them to question their identity. He, tried, he, he is after, hard after people, man, to get them to, again, question their identity, question who they are, uh, to question their value, to question their purpose of why they're here. And so those are lies that the enemy speaks to people, again, to, to get them to doubt. He tried this with, he tried this with Jesus. He, Jesus was in the desert, and he, he was there, and Satan comes to him, and he, he actually makes the statement to him, if you are the son of God. How many knows that Jesus didn't have to check? Yeah. He didn't have to have a board meeting. and didn't have to ask nobody if he was the son of God. I mean, so, I, again, Jesus is awesome. He was like, bro, it is written. I mean, comes at him with the word, makes it clear. He's like, man, I know who I am. But the enemy is still today questioning people's identity. And I mean, even down to places, and and it's it's sad what we're even seeing today, there's been a heavy hit against people's identity, even down to the place where they question even their gender. It's a tragedy, and it's sad. Even to this place, because again, I, I say this in seriousness, but I believe, I don't think there's much more of a clear place, again, for that we should know who we are than in our identity and our gender area. But the enemy wants to do this, bring confusion. He is the author of that. He is the author of confusion. And so he loves to do this. He wants you to question who you are, why you're here, and what you're called to do. But Jesus did this. Jesus looked and said, I am. Amen. Tell your neighbor Jesus said, I am. Amen. Jesus said, I am. Now, this is powerful. It wasn't the Gospels where we first heard those two words. It wasn't the first time that God has spoken those two words. This goes all the way back to the beginning now when we were in Revelation. You can take this thing back to a book right after Genesis, and you see in Exodus in chapter 3, God is having an encounter with Moses. Moses is having an encounter with God. He, again, putting purpose inside of him, calling him to do great things just as he has called us to do today. Amen. And so, again, he now Moses says this to him. So you can follow along in verse 13. Moses said to God, Indeed, when I come to the children of Israel and say to them, the God of your fathers has sent me to you, and they say to me, what is your name? What shall I say to them? God said to Moses, I am who I am. And he says, thus you shall say to the children of Israel, I am has sent me to you. Now, there's a lot of, man, things that you can study and look in Hebrew and really draw. It's really amazing stuff. But I want to kind of summarize it like this. I believe God makes that statement like I am. Just say I am sent you because he's going to be many, need to be many things to these people at different times in their life. Amen. There's going to be times where he's going to need to be bread from heaven. He's going to need to be water from a rock. Amen. He's going to need to be a pillar of fire by night, cloud by day. He, he is going to need to be so many things to them. And so He said, I am. Now it's not an accident that centuries later Jesus now comes and makes this, the same exact statements and He says, I am. You're talking about, again, knowing who He was. Now, he goes and he says this throughout t- in Scripture in many different ways. I, I'm going to pull this and look at I want you just to hear quickly. This is just from the gospel account of the book of John. Seven statements that Jesus said where I am. And I want you to hear what he's saying. Again, he is what we need. He, is, he said in John 6, I am the bread of life. He is the sustainer and the giver of life. So today, if maybe there's an area of lack and you're missing something, like you, you're like, man, I need something in my life want to tell you what the answer is and who it is and his name's Jesus. Amen. That's who he is. He goes on in John 8 and he says, I am the light of the world. This world is dark without Jesus, man. And today, if your life is dark, the light of Christ wants to come and shine so bright in you and bring hope and illumination to your heart today. It's who he is today. He goes on to say in John chapter 10, he said, I am the door. Now, and when he's saying this, he is not just saying that I'm the entrance, which he is, he'll say in a moment, but he's also saying I'm the protector. This last week or two weeks ago, a neighbor down the road from us messaged me early one morning on Facebook. And he's like, hey, bro, he said, check your doors, check your vehicles. He said, our van got stolen last night. I was like, oh, bro, no, man, you know, like so sorry. Saw him the next day or two, was talking to him, and I said, man, what happened? He said, man, he said, I don't ever lock my doors. I'm like, you're probably going to now, aren't you? And uh, and he was like, yeah, I definitely need to. But Jesus is saying something here. He is the door and he's the entrance, but he's the one who's going to protect you. And there is an enemy, again, out to destroy. And so, again, this is who he is. He goes on. He keeps. Getting, he says so many great things. John 11, he says, I am the resurrection and the life. Amen. Death is not the final word where Christ is involved. Amen. He, he again, he is, he is the life, and we celebrate that. He goes on. John 10, he says, I am the good shepherd. Like tonight, this morning, you, I say, man, I need direction. I need some hope. I need some, some vision. Where do I need to go? There's a shepherd who wants to lead you. His name is Jesus. And again, he says this in John 14. This is my favorite, but I love this one. I am the way, the truth, and the life. Amen. He's like, I'm going to cover everything. And and it's not like a way. There's a lot of people and false doctrines and teachings come around and say, let me teach you the way, show you a way. Jesus is the only one that said, I am the way. Amen. He is the one. He is the way, the truth, and the life. And so I, I love this. And the last one here is in John 15 where Jesus said, I'm the true vine. And today what Christ wants to do is you to be connected to him. Not just to come to church on Easter Sunday, Resurrection Sunday, hear a message and go home. He wants to connect to your heart and your life. And he wants to be in relationship with you. And so again, the beautiful picture. So Jesus says a lot of stuff about himself. And it's huge. But you know what's just as important? What you say about Jesus. He can say all of these things about himself. What do you say? You you actually find this in the gospel account in Mark chapter 8. You see where Jesus is having a conversation, talking to his disciples, and there he's asking, man, who do people say that I am? What do they say about me? And there's, again, people say a lot of things about Jesus. And then Jesus makes it personal. And I believe he wants to make it personal today for you. And in verse 29 of Mark 8, he said to them, but who do you say? that i am jesus can be all these things but are is he these things to you peter my man jumped up in there peter answered and said to him peter will speak it up in a heartbeat amen he was the one you teachers had to like calm down and say sit down peter amen that's him amen he, he said to him he said you are the christ And Peter, again, made a connection there, and again, it's so important. Who today do you say that Jesus is? And this is what Jesus said. He said, I am. In our text today, he said it like this. He said, number two, he said, I am alive. He said, I am alive. And today we celebrate Jesus' resurrection. I love this because this is the truth. The crucifixion wasn't a sign of weakness for Jesus, Hey, man, it was, it was not something. There's, there's great debate. Who killed Jesus? Did the Jews do it? Did the Romans do it? Did we do it? Let me tell you who killed Jesus. Jesus, nobody took his life. The Bible says that he laid it down. And he did this for me and you. In John chapter 10, he says, no one takes it from me. Like, no one. Like, again, you, we saw a prayer last week of the struggle he was having within his mind. And, again, as he come to that place, but he said, God, I want your will. And the will was for the Father was for him to lay his life down. And he said it like this, no one takes it from me, but I lay it down of myself. I have the power to lay it down, and I have the power to take it. Again, amen. And he said, this command I received from my Father. And this promise of victory over death and the grave, it was a victorious cry that Jesus did. And this is what it does for me and you this morning. It brings victory to us. This is what Christ does for us. Man, he has power over death today. And he has power over, again, any area that you're facing this morning. And I love it. Again, I think it's important that you take time on a day like this to look at these gospel accounts. And in Luke chapter 24, I want to look at the account real quick and read this of where when Jesus, again, is resurrected, we celebrate it this morning. It says in verse 1, Now on the first day of the week, very early in the morning, They and certain other women with them came to the tomb, bringing the spices which they had prepared. And they thought they were going to find a dead body there because they had watched Jesus give his life. They had watched him take the sin of the world. They had watched him die in their place for their sins as he did for ours. And they thought that's where he would be. But verse 2, But they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. Then they went in and did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. And it happened as they were greatly perplexed about this, that behold, two men stood by them in shining garments. Then as they were afraid, and uh, then as they were afraid and bowed their faces to the earth, they said to them, Why do you seek the living among the dead? <laughs> this is awesome. He is not here, but is risen. Amen. Jesus risen today. And then he says this, remember how he spoke to you. And when he was still in Galilee saying, the son of man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified. And the third day rise again. Jesus is alive. Amen. And he's alive today. And this is what I was, I was praying this week. I was like, God, what do you want to do? What do you want to do this week? What's some specific areas? And I just felt like he dropped in my heart. And he, and he just kind of just said, I feel like just for us today, that he wants to do this. He wants to roll away the tomb. And that's in front, roll away the stone that's right now covering the tomb of a lot of you guys' lives this morning. And, and, and there are people, again, there are areas and there are places and there are things that are within your life, man, that it looks like they're hopeless. It looks like, man, maybe again, like, man, this thing's never going to look different. This thing's never going to be better. But I love this, and I feel like today he wants to roll away the stone today. And what I love about this is, is that he didn't roll away the stone. Or the angels didn't roll that away so Jesus could get out. You ever thought about you like, Jesus like... Come on, guys, hurry up. I'm ready. Like he was waiting somebody to move that thing. Amen. That was not what happened. They didn't roll it away so that he could get out. It was rolled away so they could get in. And we have access today to what Jesus provided on that day. And so and this is what I feel like he, he kind of spoke to some my heart. He's going to roll away the stone today, set some people free from some things, not just so you can be free, but so that people can see the glory of God operating and working in your life. Amen. Give God praise. Amen. if you believe it for that this morning, so he wants to do that for you. And, I, and this is, again, a beautiful picture, again, of what we see and what Christ does for us. And this is what life does. So any area, and people, man, again, like I said, anybody can start something. But, man, some of you are saying, man, my start was bad. It was rocky. Or maybe I started off pretty good, but, man, I've struggled along the way. Listen, it's not about, again, how you started or where you're at. It's about how you end this thing. And this is what the the resurrection of Jesus will do. It will roll the weight of stone, and people will be able to see the God that we're speaking about this morning work in your life. Amen. And so this is what Jesus said. Jesus said, I am alive, and he ends it this way, forevermore. Oh, man. Man, I I tell you, now me, I'm I'm a Sandlot fan. If you don't know what Sandlot is, I'm sorry, man. I just say I'm just a great movie called Sandlot. And when I read the Bible, man, y'all pray for me. My mind can go crazy places and, and so y'all keep me in prayer. But but I was reading this and I, I just felt like Jesus kind of stressed when he was speaking that to John that day. I believe he was like, I am alive forever more. Amen. And I just oh man, I just I don't know, I just believe that man he is so serious about this and he is alive forever more and he was stressing something. He was saying that he is alive forever for all eternity, from everlasting to everlasting. And I don't believe today in our fast-paced world we really get a good grasp of forevermore. You know this, and I know this. Man, we are in such a fast-paced world. I mean, and so it has been created and designed that way. I don't know if you know, there has been specific things put in place, and, and me and you, we do this. We hold mobile devices in our hand, and we'll stay on something for one brief second, and then if, if that doesn't work, we scroll on. We look for something else. We look for something else that'll give us a better life, or more entertainment, or a better song. But we've created and it's created a culture where people do this. They just move on so quickly and go by things so fast. And I don't believe we really grasp the power of this statement that Jesus makes. That he's alive forever. I mean forever. I'm talking about like all eternity. I'm going to tell you on myself real quick on my age. But I actually remember when there wasn't an internet. Anybody else old in this room? Amen right now. Come on. Amen. A few of us. Amen. I, I remember that. That was, that was good times. It was. Now, again, I love it, and I, we use it. I'm thankful, man. We're sharing Jesus around the world. Sure, as the sun rises, going all kind of places, we're going to believe to every part of the earth. We're going to use this thing on the internet. We're going to use the web, and we're going to use those things for God's glory. Amen. <clears throat> but I, but I remember when again that thing didn't exist, and I rem, I remember again kind of like a different type of world. Sitting on the front porch, shelling butter beans. Yeah. Anybody know what I'm talking about? <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Come on. Mm. I do. I remember that. I remember those times, man. And I'm I'm looking forward. I'm going to do some of that again. Amen. But I I just remember times like that. Then I remember when things shifted. I remember when the internet came out. I remember the time when the internet was you could start logging in and start that process, go outside, wash your vehicle. Armor all the tires, dry it, and, and just wipe down the inside. Come back in and see where you're at in the grr, 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 process. Yeah, yeah. You've got me, <laughs> Yes, Pastor Lowe. I'm thankful we're not still there. <laughs> Praise you the Lord. Amen. But I do believe this, what we have created would be 2G, 3G, 4G, 5G, waiting no on six, seven, eight. bring it on. Is this, is this thing forevermore? Is this thing, man, like for eternity? This stuff we're doing today, man, I'm just coming to church. I came to church, pastor, because my neighbor wouldn't shut up. My friend wouldn't be quiet. My mama would not stop texting me. But let me tell you something, man, the resurrection Sunday and Jesus being alive forevermore is way bigger than that. Yes. This is about your eternity. This is about where we spend forever also. And again, in these words today, he spoke something. And, and this, again, I just feel like, again, this is what I, I feel like God was saying. I feel like a lot of times we believe what God did just brings us like a temporary triumph. But that was not what that was. It's a permanent promise that God came to bring to us today. Amen. And so some of you maybe have tried like, man, maybe you church out a little bit, man. Maybe you got a little freedom for a short while. Maybe you felt yourself going back. Listen, God wants to roll the weight of this stone forevermore. Amen. And for you to walk forth in victory from now on throughout all eternity. And we see this today, like there are almost 8 billion people on the earth. And like, man, there are actually millions today. Let this day, called the Resurrection Sunday, Easter Sunday, is shaping their day. But God wants to shape you forevermore. Amen. He wants to shape the rest of your life. And he wants to shape everything about it because this is also what Jesus said while he was here. This is the words that he spoke. I know it's heavy, but in Matthew chapter 25, verse 46, Jesus said this. He said, and these will go away into everlasting punishment but the righteous into eternal life. Man, what Jesus brought to us when he said, I am alive forevermore, it was to bring us from everlasting punishment and take us to, into eternal life. If you study that out in the Greek, those are the exact two same words, and they mean the exact same thing. And they mean this today, that it is without ceasing, never ending. And I know we don't want to think about like that in our fast-paced world, but all of us will spend eternity somewhere. And the good news is today we can spend eternal life with Jesus because he said today, I am alive forevermore. And this is what the the revelation of Jesus will do. A revelation of Jesus' resurrection will do this as our worship team comes. Amen. And it will do this for us in our life. It will do what I was as I was studying this week. I saw like I don't know several accounts and I just jotted down a few of those. And today, I want us to think about this this morning. I just, just again, pull three. Pull, think about some more. Maybe send them to me. I'd I love, love to read those. Maybe if you, you know, again, have, a, have another one in Scripture, you think about it. Maybe it's your personal story. But it's accounts in Scripture of things that happened when someone encountered the resurrected Jesus that changed their eternal existence. Now, th- these kind of stood off to me, and I was thinking about these this week, and it was amazing. Brother in Christ, part of our church family, he's watching online. He's, he's at his job today, and he, it was amazing. He sent me a text, and, and, and it was like exactly what I was reading. He was reading, so we had like one. He's got God Mama through text. Praise God for technology. Amen. It can be used for good. And it was just a cool moment as I was thinking about this, and I, I was thinking about there were three that stood out, and, and one of those is a guy named Paul. I don't, know what you, I don't know what you know about Paul, but Paul was one of those guys, man. That, and, and, and like him, like these other two, these are guys I'm talking about who are around religion, around church, actually very serious. Paul was like super serious about religion, like to the point to where he actually was crucifying Christians because they thought that was the wrong way. And that he was going after them and torturing those. And, but, but something shifted. The Bible talks about this, and you study it out, but Paul had an encounter on a road called Damascus. And on that, that day when he encountered the resurrected Jesus, it changed his life forever. I mean, to the point to where this guy, like, tradition would say that he was most likely beheaded. Like, he, this is what the, the resurrected Jesus will do. Like, it'll get you to a point to where you don't care about anything else but him, and you're willing to lay your life down for it. That's what an encounter would do. So, like, this is serious stuff. The resurrection is real, and what that brings. And so this radically transformed. A lot of what we read in the New Testament today, God used this guy who had a bad start, was having a really bad middle. But he had an amazing end because he met the resurrected Lord. Another guy I was thinking about this week is a guy who real close to Jesus. His name was James. He was a brother to Jesus. I have three brothers. I can tell you right now, none of them I ever mistake to be the Messiah. Thought one of them was the Antichrist, I think a couple of times. <clears throat> I know that don't go with soft music. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just I'm just seriously though. But I was like, you know, nah. But you know, James, this is wild. I don't know if you know this. This is really cool. That like James lived with Jesus, a brother to him, but did not believe that he was the Messiah. He was the promise. Until after the resurrection. And he encountered him. Now you gotta know, this dude knew his stuff. He knew what the Messiah was gonna look like, and he was just probably thinking, like, man, I know, but he's my brother, no, uh uh-uh. uh. But Jesus revealed himself to him, and a revelation of the resurrection would change your existence, it'll change your eternity to the point and to the place where James follows him and says, man, I want to lay my life down. And tradition says that he was probably actually stoned to death. I'm like, man, if anybody like puts their faith and believes in this thing that serious and who actually believed that Jesus resurrected and was willing to die for it, it would be a brother. Because he knew and he saw him. He knew. And the last one is a guy named David. I was thinking about it again. You may think of some others. There's a guy named Thomas. It's a father of Jesus, a disciple of him. A lot of people think Thomas's first name was Doubting. Hey, man, his last name's Thomas, Doubting Thomas. You know what that was? That was a bad middle. And I don't, I don't have a problem. I really don't. I think he gets a bad rap sometime. I don't have a problem with Thomas saying, man, I want to see him. I want to see him. I want to put my hands there. I want to see him. Because I want to see him. And we will one day. But God, God was making a very important statement. But this is what I love about, about what he does. Thomas was in a place of doubt. Jesus did not say you had your chance. You missed out. He came to him. Revealed himself to him. He says, Place your hand there. Look at what I did for you. And I love Thomas's response. It changed him. He said, My Lord and my God. He's like, You're the one. And it changed his eternity. The resurrection is not about just this one day. It's about your forevermore. And I'm going to ask you if you would, just as quiet as you can, would you mind just standing with me, please? I feel the presence of the Lord here this morning. The Spirit of God is here, and I, I really feel this morning there are multiple things that He wants to do in this room. There are multiple things He wants to do for those who are watching. But today, I want us to come to the place to where we do this, like me and you have to answer this question. And I really believe this. If God didn't get you here for anything else today, I believe he got you here to do this, to answer this question. And so I'm going to ask you to do it this way, just so you don't get distracted. Like I can get easily distracted. So I'm going to ask you to do this. So just bow your heads for a moment. and Just close your eyes. And don't let anything distract you right now. If you don't have to leave, just, just stay for just a few more moments. won't be long. But Jesus said, I am alive forevermore. He said, I am the bread. I am the life. I am the way. I am the truth. I, all of these things. But who do you say he is? Who do you say that he is? Is he your Lord? Is he your God as Thomas declared? Is he your Savior this morning? Because, again, the resurrection is not about, again, just a celebration or a song or a service. It's about your eternity. And it's about yours and mine's forevermore. So just as heads are about eyes and closed, as the Spirit of God's working right now in this place, I, again, I believe there's several thing, God, things that God wants to do. and There were several this morning who placed their faith in Christ, who placed their faith in the resurrection of Jesus. And I believe, again, it changed their eternal existence forevermore. And it's what the resurrection will do. So his heads are about eyes are closed. Listen, this morning, who do you say he is? If you can't say he's my Savior, if you can't say he's my Lord, he's my God, that needs to change this morning. It needs to change right now because we're not promised any other day. We're not promised the, the rest of this service. And that's not a scare tactic. It's just a reality. But today, in this moment, God got you here to answer this question. Who do you say I am. He loves you so much that he wants to be your Lord, your Savior, your Master, the one again who rolls away today the stone of your heart to come in and to set you free and deliver you and bring you eternal life. And again, Peter, Paul, James, Thomas, all these guys were around him. You may be around church. You may be in ministry. You may be involved with, with people who are in ministry. But has a resurrected Jesus change your eternal existence, and this morning that's what He wants to do. So just as heads are about, eyes are closed. Listen, just just be honest with yourself. Be honest with God. If you can't answer that question, like man, He's my Lord. He's my God. He's my Savior. Today it needs to change. And if you would just say it this way, you just. Just say, man, that's me, Pastor. That's me, Terry. I I today we need to put my full faith in Christ. So right where you're standing, if that's you, would you just lift up your hand real high to heaven, just as high as you can get it there. And if I see a hand, I'm going to pray. And I'm going to pause in this service. So, again, I don't want just like halfway. Yeah, God bless you. Praise God. Who else? Well, raise it up. God bless you. Yeah, I see that. Amen. God bless you. Who else? Just say, man, I want you to, I want my eternal existence shifted. I want my eternal existence to change today. And that's what the resurrection will do. Praise God. Who else? Just raise it up high. You may have been in church your whole life. You may have been around this thing for a while. Or this may be your first time ever you've come to church. I don't know. Maybe the first time you're watching or tuned in. But you say, I want to know. Who else? So just right where you go, put your hand back down. I just want to just kind of lead you right now in just a prayer. It's just an introduction to Jesus. I want want, this going to start a journey that you and Jesus can have. And we want to help you on that the best that we can. But right now, just say, God, I believe that Jesus did that for me. I believe he died for me. I believe he took my sin and my shame. I believe he resurrected from the grave. I believe he ascended to heaven. He's going to come again. And I confess you now as my Lord. Confess you as my God. And I ask you to be my Savior. And I say today that you are my Lord and my God. In Jesus' name. Can we celebrate with heaven just as a church family right now? Come on, can we celebrate with heaven? I love this. I want us to end this, this 11 a.m. service. It's, it's Resurrection Sunday, man, and we're about to go again, just spend time with friends and family, be together. But I want us to do it this way. I want us to end this song in a worship time of worship together. And I also want to do this. If you're new here, this is something we do and believe in very much. It is the power of prayer. And so we open up our altars every service, every gathering, and we want to pray with people. And I believe this. And, again, this is you and God. And you gotta, you got to just, again, decide how free you want to be in him. But this is what I believe today. I believe God wants to roll away the stone and set some people free today, deliver some folks, heal some people, just touch them, just to let them know again how much he loves them. So right now as our worship team closes us in a song, and as as those who want to come and gather and worship and celebrate that, if you need prayer for any reason at all, we're going to have our prayer team begin to just make their way down now. And as they begin to come, if you just want to celebrate the resurrection of Jesus, or if you just need some prayer today, you want somebody to join in faith with you, Would you join them as they come? And if you need prayer, you can kneel. Just grab one of these guys to my left or right. They have badges on. You'll know who they are, and they'll pray with you, and God will touch you. I believe that today. He'll do something. But Jesus is alive forevermore, and let's end this Resurrection Sunday celebrating that together and in prayer this morning for any needs that you may have. Amen. Thank you again for listening to this message. We hope it's been a source of encouragement for you today. If you need prayer or a lot to support this ministry through giving, Stop by faithrenewed.org.